Do you like the great outdoors? Are you or are you looking to be a master bow hunter, king of the hill in archery? You're in the right place. Welcome to Bow Hunter Planet. It's the Bow Hunter Planet podcast, recorded live in the BHP Studios, Detroit, Michigan, with your host, Team BHP. Hello and welcome to the Bowhunter Planet Podcast. Myself, Dave Thomas, along with Jay Dumas. And today we are just talking Hubbard Lake. Now, it would have been nice to have Ron here for this conversation, but Absolutely. we all know how busy he is. So, Yeah, I just uh, I actually <laughs> talked to him on the way here and he's tied up so he couldn't make it. That's unfortunate. but uh, Because Ron is Hubbard Lake. Yeah, okay? I was going to say. <laughs> so. <laughs> so, Jay, tell us some stories about Hubbard Lake, man. There's so many. And I, I, I hear about them every year, obviously, through you guys when, you're, when you come back. Ron's trying to get me to go this year. I'm trying to find time to do it. My only issue right now, I was telling him, is that it's all fun and games to go do it, but if I find out on my trail cam I have a 150-class buck, it's really right. hard to walk from that to something where I don't even have a spot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Hubbard Lake's a special place because uh, we've got a lot of tradition and history up there. It's uh, been in the family for a number of years, and that's what it's all about when we go there. We're not, we're not planning on shooting that 150-class buck and a lot of times that's what you know can keep Ron away from going or, or the next guy. And we lose a few people along the way. Uh, we had a core group of guys, though, that uh, are committed, go up there every year. We work hard and uh, things like that. Uh, one of the things we did a few years ago, though, was um, we explored a portion of the property that we haven't hunted in uh, a very long time. And there was a lot of stories that I had heard from my grandfather about real nice deer back here in the swamp. You know, of course, everybody's always got the swamp buck, but it really truly is. And... Um, it was a gold mine that we finally um, made access to through a lot of hard work. Now, that land, though, tell us about the land itself a little bit. Let's back up and say, first off, this is in Michigan, right? Correct. This it's is going to be northeast a, Michigan on so the Sunrise side. Yeah. And this this area of Michigan, for those who don't know, is a lot of forest, a lot of forest. In fact, this is where the TB came around the first time, Correct. right? Tuber- Correct. Is it tuberculosis? Yes. Okay, so deer were getting that in Michigan. Um, Unfortunately, and that was the region, Alpena, Michigan, was the region which is close to Hubbard Lake. Absolutely. Um, and um, so let's t- talk about that. So how much land is it, and then how, you guys, um, and how many years you've been hunting, I guess those are two good questions. Okay, yeah, so I've been up there, we'll see, almost uh, 20 years now. I uh, started out there when I was around 8 years old, um, so it's probably more like 30 years. I'm 30, 38 years old. <laughs> I wish I was 28. Um but no, we uh, we've been going up there for a long time. My grand, my great grandfather had owned a uh, sawmill up there and over a thousand acres at one point. But uh, as family, you know, uh, family gets larger, things happen, property gets split, things like that. Um, it's just it's just so hard to keep that property. People want to do different things. But you know, we were passionate about it, and uh, my father he kept some land, and and we still utilize it today. And uh, we got about. We have 40 acres of swamp, and then we have 20 acres still in the family up front, so 60 acres-ish, um, but we know everybody up there, too, so, you know, th- there's a lot of benefits of, of uh, being in the family and up there for all that time. So this land, uh, you know, Reslo, who shot um, what we call the swamp buck, which is Correct. funny you said that, but it, this this episode's called the swamp buck if you haven't um, seen it on Boner Plants' YouTube page. Ron is out there with you guys. He picked the spot, and this is in the back of the property, I assume. Yes, it's towards it's the, the back. Yeah, it's the back corner. It's the closest to the creek. Uh, we have a creek that runs through off of Hubbard Lake Road, um, which is a very tough place to get to on foot. 
that's why we haven't accessed it, or you can get there by canoe. And I think that's going to be our plan this year, so stay tuned. It's going to be really cool. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So this buck that he shot, is this considered one of the biggest bucks you guys have taken? <laughs> one of the biggest bucks we've taken in recent years, um, Ron actually, of course, he got one close to, if not bigger, um, some years ago really? up on the, the higher land. I didn't realize area. that. Yeah. Um, is that in his basement? Yes, it is. Okay. Actually, it's a funny story because Ron hadn't shot a buck yet at that point, and he and I were oh. hunting together. And he so actually this before the twenty-five buck. That's that correct. First one? Uh-huh. Yeah. So this goes way back. Yeah, this man. goes that way was back. Two thousand four. So yeah, that goes before. That. Yeah, and I I shot a few small bucks. So you know, being a good friend, I said, "Hey, Ron, I'm seeing <laughs> I'm seeing these I'm seeing these little you know, a, a few small um, scrub bucks we'll call them." Yeah. And I says, "You're not seeing any. Why don't you Why don't you hunt my spot in the morning, and I'll hunt your spot." And, and that way you can get a buck. Just shoot a buck, get it under your belt. It's, you know, let's do it. It's the height of the rut. You never know what you're going to see. Well, lo and behold, <laughs> he shoots a buck bigger than I had ever shot. Ryan was excited. shoots this huge buck. And this is probably then, I'm assuming, either 2001-ish, 2003? Yeah, right around so there. 2004 is the 25 buck. That's yeah. why I know that. Yeah, sure. it was a few years before that, I believe. Um, okay. we've, Ron and I have a, a log of everything we've done up in our hunting Smart career. Smart it's actually written down, handwritten. We keep it that way, old school, but we have a book with pictures and, and dates and everything. So this, I'm actually playing the video we're looking at right now. So this buck comes yeah. out of nowhere in the swamp buck. This is bone-driven S2E5 swamp buck. Um, this is on YouTube. You can watch it. So Ron sees this buck come out. Um, if you notice, too, the, he's got a very... Uh, short period of time to hit these windows for these shooting lanes well that's how michigan is that's why i think yeah. it's interesting a lot of people don't realize michigan's very small windows and this is actually the he cut out the perfect t- 10 like was that eight foot area yeah we spent it, <laughs> we much. did that back in uh it was actually in june and uh we spent an entire day out there probably 12 hours cutting everything down so what i love about reslow here in this shot is that he's just so confident he's a quick um, very patient. He's too. very patient. He draws quick, and he 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 just puts that arrow, man, right oh, where he lays the hammer key. on this thing. Look at this! Oh my I gosh! Mean, quartering away, perfect shot. You know, last rib right there. And, and actually, we, that deer didn't go very far at all. Um, of course, because it was a swamp, we gave him time, and everybody yeah. gro- um, regrouped at the truck, and we went back there as a team because we can't even get a quad back there. You're talking. Close to a mile walk, and getting a deer out of there is a challenge. So it took a, a group effort, to say the least. <laughs> he's so funny. But yeah, he's just like, yeah. it's yeah. funny because he knows, man. He's like, this thing's done. Son, After the you know? shot with Ron, yeah, he's always very animated. Yeah, he Ron is funny because he he um he's one of the best hunters I've ever met. You know, yeah. I mean, he literally, uh, and I think it's because he's so dedicated to it. You know, and he's so passionate. And the thing with Ron and anything he does, really, and he's probably going to say, "Oh, look at you, you you know you." <laughs> He's going to tease me for saying this, but he does. He's he's very anal on everything he does. I mean, in every aspect of life. So it carries over in hunting, and it pays off because yeah. uh, you know if you you miss anything with uh, these whitetails, they'll pick up on it. And yeah, it's hard too because with Ron, it's like I want to showcase Ron a lot more on BHP. Yeah. The problem is he he will only let hunt with him, you or me. Like, right. to, like sitting with him. We're the only two he trusts enough to, like, scent free, don't move. You know, he's very, very picky about it. He can care less about Boner Planet or any of the videos, which is fine. But that's what, you know, his whole thing is, I want to share it, but I got to get the deer first. Right. You know, this is this yeah. is my shot. Literally, he it. gives you the once-over before you even step out of the truck. Oh, he's yeah. like, all right, you got this, you got that. <laughs> yeah, let me, let me spray you down one more time. He sprays you down for you. 
He'll take the dead down one and put it all over you. It's so funny. But, yeah, it's funny with this video. I mean, what you guys don't see in this video, and I edited this video so I remember it, but there was a lot of swearing in it uh, when you guys found it because you guys were, like, just blown yeah. away that this happened. This And that's the camaraderie that you got to love with bow hunting, you know. Yeah. And This once, was a special deer. This was oh, a very special deer. This was such a huge deal. You know, it wasn't my deer. I would have loved to have been there and putting my hands yeah. on, on the antlers of that deer, but... Uh, we worked together as a team to get our spots set up, so it didn't matter who got one. We were all yeah. going to be happy, and it paid off. So someone got something. That's all that counts, and yep. we were all happy. And he dropped the hammer like that, man. It's just unbelievable. But, yeah, so, hey, let's go back to the land real quick. I, you know, I know the story goes. It's a very long time for you now, but tell the story about what happened with your dad there because I know it's a very heart. You know, it's, yeah. it's a sad story, but it worked out, luckily, thank God. But, I mean, this is, goes back a ways. I want to say we were in high school. This is like Yeah, like 94-ish. So I was 14 wow. years old, and uh, a friend of mine uh, that Dave knows as well that we went to high school with, we were up on a hunting trip, and my father took us up, and we took some time off of school. and Same property, and, um, of course, you know, at 14 years old, you think you know everything. So we were out in the, we were out in the woods. We went to our spots, and, and my father went to his spot. And lo and behold, it uh, wasn't. 15, 20 minutes into the hunt, we heard the horn beeping out at the road, which was probably a half mile from where we were hunting. And um, you began to realize either he shot a deer or something bad happened. And, and that's hard. You know, at that time, that communication zero. No cell phones. There's no cell phones back then. People you don't realize this. You couldn't afford good walkie-talkies that would reach that range either. Um, so so now you yeah. don't know what to think, though. You're exactly. sitting there like, what do I do? I mean, this happened to me where things like have happened where I don't know what to do. Like, I'm like, do I get down? Do I, am right. I hearing this? Is it, is this somebody I know or is this just, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> so and all thank, these things. Thankfully, so we recognized that this was a call for help and we uh, made it to the van and um, he had fell out of the tree stand um, when he was climbing up, just about to set up and sit down and he was banged up pretty good. So my friend and I had taken him to the hospital and, uh, not really knowing how to drive other than what we drove around, you know, the house or the farm. But we made so, it to we made it for about a 35, 40 minute trip to Alpena uh, Hospital. Wow. So he fell out of the stand. Yeah. Impaled himself, I think. Or yeah, broke he something. had he had a rib that um, actually impaled his lung, so he had a collapsed lung. He was in he was in pretty bad shape. Wow. So, and then you did you guys have to drag him out of the woods, or he drug he himself? Was, he drug himself. So, wow. actually, after everything was all said and done, long story short is he he made a full recovery, um, things like that. So that was a good thing. And we learned a lot of lessons from that, and safety is paramount when we hit the woods. I mean, I think that goes for all of us. Yeah. Um, so if there's one thing Harnesses that can be said um, just from watch, or watching this all unfold firsthand is uh, practice safety. Uh, don't ever assume that a branch is going to hold your weight. Use the steps. Yeah. Um, take the people's advice that have been there, done that. It's interesting, too, because you end up becoming a fireman after that. Yeah, you know. Uh, <laughs> it's just like, wow. At the time, I never thought that that would be the direction I went. But, you know, I look back on that and, and talk about that in my interviews um, at the place I've worked. And that's one of the stories I tell because it really did change my life. Um, and at the time, like you said, there was no cell phones. I had no one to call. So, yeah. Um, and then you realize how important those people are when you need them. In that time, though, how yeah. important that time was the decisions Absolutely. you guys made at that so, moment, driving, um, trying to figure out how to get there. Yeah. Yeah, that's an incredible story. If you're if you're listening to this podcast, you know, we're talking to Jay Dumas here, um, one of the Bonaparte Plan ambassadors, pro ambassadors, and uh, Jay's been with us for a while now. And um, I've known Jay for a very long time. I must be... 
high yeah, we're going before back. high yeah. school. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was say it goes back a ways, but yeah, we grew up in the same neighborhood. So. Exactly. So, but he, Jay's always been a big hunter, uh, and and Ron has always been a big hunter, and he's hunted with both of us on different sides. I, I guess you could say um, through the years, and so he's learned different things from each of us from different times. And uh, Hubbard Lake's always been that place that Ron is is always been excited about yeah. every year. Um, He's been pushing me to go with you guys. Yeah, we gotta get you up there. I'm telling you, I gotta go. I'm just the thing is, I want to go so bad just for the camaraderie. I get that. To me, that's the main reason I want to go, and that's the biggest thing. And and that is the biggest thing. You're right. My 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 other fear is like I'm gonna go with this guy, and he's gonna see the trail cam that shows this 120 at my spot every time. We're all busy, right? So. We're all busy, and we have to utilize our time at the best spots we can. And you guys go for um, like a four-day weekend? Yeah, typically. Um, Every year changes a little bit based on you know who's who's deciding to have a baby or whatever's coming up, or life happens. But we try to stay the same weekend, same days, and the tradition goes on. Now, so okay, so I think this Buck Ranch I was two years ago. Yeah, does that sound right? Or three, uh, three, three years ago, three years ago. And then you guys went two years in a row after that, right? Yes. You go every year, right? Yes. And have you seen anything those last two years? Yeah, we've uh, we've seen a lot of deer, and uh, the spots that we did set up back in the swamp have been very productive. Um, Are you shooting does or no? Uh, we do. We do shoot a few does. Uh, we try to take a few does every year. Um, I mean, what's the plan? Like, if let's say I was to go, are you shooting a doe and then just letting it go and then waiting for a buck still you know yeah. what i mean you yeah, i mean you're gonna sit. hunt because yeah. you're so far back there and you're gonna need help getting, getting yeah, whatever you, you shoot out much anyway, yeah your point. but we've seen a lot of quality bucks um i unfortunately have ruined my chances twice now <laughs> i just haven't made it happen yet but i've had now some with that new botex baby the botex in the house I'm gonna, I'm gonna, <laughs> things are gonna be different this year i say that every year but I, i'm telling you i'm due so i actually ready. i actually decided today i'm shooting the same bow I have okay. the same exact bow as you, the Carbon Icon. I had the Rain uh, 6, which I love. But I, I like that carbon lightness. I yeah. really wanted to go with something very simplified. And, uh, and that bow has a great back wall, great draw cycle. Um, you know, Have you been shooting it much? Or yeah, it's got a, yeah, you know, I started with turkey, and I got it dialed in there. And then, um, of course, I've been shooting it ever since just to keep everything fresh. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, it does. It's got a real good feel to it. It's light, and it, it's fast. Do you generally like... Um, uh mechanicals or fixed uh that's <laughs> i used to shoot thunderheads religiously okay and then i switched Great to muzzy head. and then back to thunderheads because i killed a lot of deer with thunderheads in game getter xx75s back in the day right because the arrows were heavy those broadheads would work um, but now that the arrows are a little lighter and we're talking more speed um it's hard to get those um fixed blade to fly the way they used to it, yeah. it just and then you didn't shoot as long Changed range either, right? So you want to shoot. Um, to me, I want to shoot a mechanical if I can shoot a little further range, right? To maximize that bow and get the full potential out of it. So with the technology nowadays, it's uh, I'm I'm leaning more towards mechanical. Yeah, and uh, this doe you shot actually earlier is this where's this at? Is this in? That's another spot that I hunt. I actually Emmett? Least, yeah in okay. Emmett, Michigan, which is you know. How an hour and a half north that? of Detroit. How many acres are you on there? Uh, we're like 50 acres there that we lease. It's not bad. So, yeah, we're surrounded by farms and uh, all different kinds of good good source for the deer, and there, there's a ton of deer up there. I hunted, uh, we hunted there um, this past year. We had 10 acres we were hunting on, which wasn't big, but I didn't see much, but I did see some deer. I mean, they crossed. It's just when you're hunting a 10 acre parcel, it's very hard. Absolutely. <laughs> It's you know, either pretty good, but it's tens. either on or it's not. You know, it's kind of like Train Station Twenty. Yeah, you know, you got to oh pick the day. That place, 
You'll go there one day and you won't see anything. When it's on, it's yeah, on. It's, on. Yeah, exactly. it's like it's a whole different level. And Ron saw so many big deer. It's there. funny because we've been hunting that that parcel so long that when oh yeah, there'll be nights when you just you can almost feel it in the air and you're like, Ron, you gonna hunt tonight? He's like, I'm going. He's like, it's it's on because yeah. you start to know that when it's going to be a yeah. good time to hunt that spot. It's really weird. And when you're close like that, it's easy. You yeah. know, train station twenty is like literally down the street from Ron's house. That's exactly. what's made it so easy for him. To be very consistent and go out like every night. I mean, he was some nights I call him and be like, Oh, I'm hunting. I'm like, You're hunting? It's Monday night. He's like, Yeah. I call him Tuesday. You hunting? He goes, Yeah, I'm hunting. I'm like, What? At any <laughs> chance he'll the, sneak out. This is what I'm talking about. The dude's like constant, you know, just always out there. It's unbelievable, really. Um, but yeah, I mean, mechanical to fixed. I, I don't really have a preference either way. I can care less. I just. Whatever, you know, this year I wanted to play around with the Ramcats. I got a mechanical this year and a regular. Um, yeah, I like the Ramcats. I tested some of those, you know, a few years back, and they're really uh, They go impressive. through anything, man. They really go through anything. Um, yeah, there's a lot of different options out there, I think, uh, you know, with heads. And, uh, you know, Ron's been a big fan of Rage for years. Um, you guys got some Rage this year. Yep. I forgot. Yeah, we'll probably, so you guys will probably shoot some, test that out a little yeah, bit. absolutely. Um, so what we did is, you know, for those who don't know, so you know, Jay was a part of our Bone Driven show. We we discontinued the shows because we thought it'd be a little easier just to bring everybody in house and just do like mini videos instead. And so now a lot of those guys are still using some of the products that were based on those shows. Like for instance, Bone Driven was doing Rage Broadheads, Nocturnal, Light and Knock. So those guys are still keeping their gear. They're just uh, moved inward. Um, which they were always part of the family anyway. It's just yeah, we just had the shows as a separate unit. But now we decided that it just didn't make sense to keep running all these different platforms. It's a lot of work, man, running separate shows, Instagram right. and Facebook. Yep. And so our thought was let's just cut that back and put everybody in-house. And then um, I mean, that's all the more content right Yeah, I mean, who cares, right? Yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter. It's just a title. Yeah, <laughs> it exactly. It doesn't really change anything. Um, we, so we did the pro ambassador levels and, and ambassador levels, which is what basically makes up the differences now. So each pro ambassador is sponsored by separate companies. So Jay specifically is shooting a Botech. He's sponsored by Botech. Um, and Rage Broadheads or whoever the, whatever the brands are, that's kind of what, what those guys are shooting. And, and they're not like, I wouldn't call it like a full sponsorship, but basically that's what they use is what BHP allocates to them. So it's pretty, pretty cool, pretty fun, but, um, yeah. All right, Jay. Well, hey, man. Thanks for joining me on this oh, edition. Thanks for having me. And, Always a uh, pleasure. We, um, well, and you guys have a great night. So we're going to cut out. See you later. Have a good one. And uh, we'll see you next time on the Bowhunter Planet Podcast. Thanks so much for listening to the Bowhunter Planet Podcast online at bowhunterplanet.com with your host, Team BHB. Check us out on Facebook at Bowhunter Planet. We'll catch you next time. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.